It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Wednesday, September 14th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is excited. Rookie camp is starting tomorrow, Russ. Hell yeah. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at LockdownFlyers. That's where you'll keep up to date on all of our episodes and Flyers news. You can also email us at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com and send us mailbag questions. We're having one today. So that's how you get yours onto the show. On today's show, we are going to talk about some media availability from some of the main roster guys that I think provided a little bit of insight into the mindset going into training camp. We are going to preview rookie camp and then, like I said, answer some of your mailbag questions. Locked on Flyers is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, Odyssey, Apple, Spotify, subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube, so if you want to watch us, we'll be over there as well. Russ, we had some main roster player availability, which I think was nice heading into this that week. Kind of get into the rhythm of things, and uh, you know, we had some of the top guys, and I think that was a little strategic, if I oh, must it was. say. <laughs> um, you know, we had Sean Couturier, Kevin Hayes, Cam Atkinson, and Travis Sanheim, which uh, I think are guys that are all expected to take bigger leadership roles this season. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about Atkinson. I'm not worried about Couturier. I am worried about Kevin Hayes, what he said Torts is expecting of him, because honestly, other than that first year, he has not come through on that. And I get it. I get all the things that have happened to him. but. That's not going to matter to Torts this year. Like he is going to have to earn his money this year or get close to it. And, you know, based on what we saw at the end of last year, we saw some better play. But, you know, now he's going to have to be rock solid for them. Like he's got to be a a foundational piece. Yeah. And I think that, you know, all of them emphasized that it was going to be a huge reset for them. Now, some of those guys said it last year as well. So, you know, they did. grain of salts and everything. But I think, you know, at least from my perspective, I heard it a little bit stronger from Kevin Hayes in particular, to your point. Mm-hmm. And, and he did emphasize that this was the first time in three years that he's felt that he's healthy going into camp and could train at his absolute peak over the summer leading up to it. So I think that's a good sign. No, that's definitely a good sign. I mean, again, my expectations for Kevin Hayes is you got to get like 55, 60 points at least. Yeah. I think the other thing that all of them talked about was kind of the anticipation heading into training camp with John Tortorella or nervousness. I I think it's nervousness. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. I I think that uh, they all know it's going to be tough, um, but they all emphasized how important it was that everybody came in early and they've sort of been escalating the intensity of their pre-camp workouts and that 
I think Cam Atkinson was pretty realistic about what to expect and that, um, you know, all of them are going to have to play tired all throughout camp. Well, I mean, in a way, that's a good thing. And I'm not saying you should always wear guys out in camp, but I think after watching this team for, you know, the last season and a half, especially not being a fast team, not being very good as far as holding a lead or even holding the puck in, you know, if they were playing in their own end, they wouldn't be able to do it for long. They're going to have to do it for longer now with Tortorella. You are going to need um, better legs for that. There's just no way around it. And there's always an improvement that could be made in every player, no matter how good you think your skating is or whatever. Even Cam Atkinson, as he gets a little older, you know, he's going to have to cut some corners, the same as like Claude Giroux and other guys to kind of still stay up with the pack. So I think there's things that they could learn from that. And that's a positive. Yeah, I think so, too. And all of them also really stressed that individual accountability is going to be at a different level this season. Again, huge grain of salt. You never know. Right. Uh, But I think that uh, at least they were saying the right things. And I think that, you know, all of them were asked about, you know, it being the first training camp without Claude Giroux in the room. Right. And who was going to step up from a leadership perspective. And I think that reading between the lines a little bit, you could see that there wasn't that clear one leader yet, that they all have potential mm-hmm. and that all of them are going to have to be leaders in some way or another in a, in a way that they haven't had to be in the past. And I think that um, that will at least increase some of the individual accountability because there'll be sort of more people looking to be that leader. Yeah, Torts is big on the leadership group type mentality, and, and and I tend to agree with that. I think it's been more than a few years, even with Claude Giroux there, that they actually had a group that was really strong that way. And strong by you know meaning strong in the locker room, besides being strong on the ice, strong example, all of that. Um, Giroux always did his part, but I'm not going to say everybody else has been doing that for the last two or three years because that would be untrue. So I think um, that there is a chance – for that to happen. Uh, What's interesting for me, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, maybe I'm not. So Travis Konechny hasn't interviewed yet. So I kind of wonder, is he not viewed as one of those guys anymore? I think he has to prove it now. Yeah, it seems like, you know, at least from the player availability perspective, they've had three forwards and one defenseman. And, you know, maybe... Travis Konechny would be next on the list from a forward perspective, but you know, we haven't heard from him. We haven't heard from Carter Hart yet. I'm very Mm -hmm. curious what he has to say about all this. I'm sure we will hear from those guys as Mm -hmm. camp approaches or even at the very beginning of training camp. And we'll be seeing a lot of those guys on the other sheet of ice during rookie camp or at at various points during the day. And so, you know, we'll we'll get a a firsthand view as to what's going on with the rest of the team. I want to move into rookie camp Mm -hmm. here. Uh, Tomorrow is that first day on ice. It's really interesting because it's very, very short. So it's a limited opportunity for these guys to have this sort of separate training schedule and such. And so the, the early parts of it, at least, uh, you know, they just have a short on ice session tomorrow. Then they go straight into the rookie series 
against the Rangers with just, you know, regular game day morning skates, which are different than than practices. And then, of course, they go back to an on ice session on Sunday after those two games. But uh, so a lot to accomplish with these kids in a short period of time. Well, I mean. To be fair, most of it should have been accomplished in the last rookie camp. So this is the one where they're, you're, you know, you're just showing your stuff. You're ready or you're not. We taught you all the finer points the last time. We do, you know, have to point out that the NCAA guys that have already been in camp before, you know, they couldn't return. It's not that they didn't want to. It's not that the Flyers didn't want them there. They're just not allowed to because of the antiquated right. rules. Which, again, we, we could do a whole show on that. But. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to be there first day because of the rookie series. I'll be there first game of the rookie series. And then you're going uh, to one of the the Saturday game, game. the Saturday game. So we'll have that covered. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm excited for that. The only thing that makes me wonder in this camp is they only have one contract. There are 49 contracts. I think some of these guys, sure. They're happy to be in camp and maybe get noticed by some other teams and maybe are going to get signed by them. But I think it's got to be a little rough on them knowing that, hey, there's only one contract here. Like, that's it. Like, that, you know, there were some AHL contracts, sure. But but there's only, you know, one two-way contract here. Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll have to fight for it, for sure. And I don't uh, love that. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, with some of these guys, they'd be more likely to get an AHL contract as it is based on who they are, but we're going to talk about who they are as well as the roster for rookie camp uh, beyond the tryout guys that you're just referring to coming up next. Bet online is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. Bet online is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Overall expectations heading into rookie camp. I think, you know, there's two categories, main categories of players besides the tryout guys. But uh, in terms of guys that are actually going to be fighting for a spot on the team or be one of those guys that'll be, you know, an early call up opportunity versus your junior players who are definitely going to go back to their junior squads. And this is just a, a chance to show their stuff. Do you think like there's a clear line there or do you think there's a gray area with some of these guys? Well, I mean, as an example with uh, Jacob Gaucher, who um, whose brother was already drafted by Anaheim, you know, he's an overager, has a lot of points. He's 21. Like he could play in the AHL. Would he sign just an AHL deal? Probably not he's probably looking for a real contract. And so he might be a he's guy. He's a that, tryout guy though. Yeah, he's but a this is the kind invitee. of guy. Right. But this is the kind of guy that um, like a Phil Myers where you get him in this kind of situation because he is unsigned and he, and he has talent. And so I'm, I'm looking at, at him 
to see what he's got because he's got a very talented brother. He's put up points. Uh, it would be very interesting to see because he's also got size. And so that's the kind of player, like, if they came out of the camp and let's say he did great and they signed him and he was their 50th, I'd say that's looking pretty good. Um, otherwise, I don't think there's going to be many surprises here. I don't. Is there anybody in particular who is going to, you think, jump into sort of a leadership role? There's a few, uh, I would say, quote unquote, elder statesmen guys mm-hmm. here. You know, people were drafted a long time ago, but are maybe newer to the flyer side of things because they went to college, like a Noah Cates, right? Yeah. 2017 draft, but, yeah, yeah. you know, he just came to the team last year. So it makes sense that he's at rookie camp. But, you know, you have. Uh, you know, 2018 picks who have been playing with the Phantoms for a little bit, Igor Zamula, Wyatt Wiley, you know, Adam Ginning, who is coming over for the first time, I think, or could potentially stay for the first time. But uh, I think that it's a good opportunity for some of these guys to not only show what they can do, but show that they can be leaders in a room. Sure. I think the ones that have shown me leadership, I mean, definitely Noah Cates. I've seen it in college level and and with the Flyers even. Uh, Forrester, for sure, uh, could be that guy. I think Millman, uh, if given the chance and he's healthy, could do that too. Uh, you know, maybe a little from Denoyer too, as long as he's playing really well both ends of the ice and Adderd. I mean, they have some guys that have potential for that. They do. And, you know, a couple of them will push, you know, for the big club. But unfortunately, I think when we look at spots on the big club, there's not a lot of spots. Mm-hmm. There, There is not, especially, I think, from this group in particular. I think there are some guys that are no longer in the rookie camp category who are the ones right. that are going to be fighting for the spots. And that's like a Cam York, right? Yes. So uh, I think that that's kind of where that line is going to be. But I think that some of the guys who want to maybe stay with the Phantoms to have a chance with call-ups are going to have to really, really battle. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, You know, I think if you, if we're talking, you know, who's going to have a chance at the Flyers and they're going to give Adder every opportunity because of his size and offensive ability, we'll see if he sticks and they'll probably give Forrester a pretty good shot. Mm-hmm. After that, I don't think anybody else is is cracking that roster at all. And I'm not saying that like it's a great roster. I'm saying there should be more opportunity, but there just isn't. So I think the rest, I do feel like, have to have the mentality you just talked about, which is fine. I mean, again, there's nothing right. wrong with these guys going down to AHL and doing their best, even if they're going to get fleeting call-ups. Um, I'd like to see the Flyers do a better job with their call-ups this year. I didn't love what they did last year. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, Two guys that I'm also very interested to see how they show at this rookie camp are Jackson Cates and J.R. Avon because they were free agent signings who were CAM invitees before, right? So they got those contracts through this method. And are they going to want to kind of show out over the camp invitees this time around and show and prove why they got their contracts in the first place and make sure they're a step above those guys, right? Yeah, I think Avon especially because, mm-hmm. I, you know, he I think he really, really, really needs to prove it. I think Kate's because of injury maybe has a little more leash, uh, but 
he's a pretty effective player. Like he's a good two way guy and, right. and actually, you know, has some offense, uh, Avon, you know, he has good speed and, and he does have some offense, but he, I think he's going to have to show it. He could be the one that could be in danger down the line here of, you know, not having a spot anywhere. I mean, he'll, he'll get a spot to start, but in the, uh, in the a, but I, you know, again, he was the camp darling a few years ago and sometimes, you know, it does run out for those guys. Yeah, I do want to talk about the goaltenders because mm. we have Sam Erson as the mainstay goaltender at rookie camp. But uh, we have Jonathan Lemieux, who was at development camp. He was an invitee to that camp. So he's been invited back for this. Oh, something and to then, correct myself. I didn't realize Avon's still only 19. I thought he was 20. So uh, he'll go He'll go back. Yeah, I think he will as, as well. But uh, I think you know, the goaltending situation kind of just shows the lack of depth that maybe the Flyers are working with here. Yeah, it's not the best goaltending group we've ever seen. I think that's fair to say. I think, you know, really, honestly, this camp is like for Urson only. He just has to show mm -hmm. that he's healthy. He's healthy. You know, he he's the de facto starter in Lehigh until they see <laughs> If Grosnick can beat out Sandstrom, if he does beat him out, then Sandstrom's the one, Urson's the two. If not, then Urson's the man. So maybe one of these, well, and, and they already have the backup. They already have Nagel. So, you know, these camp invites, they don't have much of a chance. No, although I, I think it may be possible for one of them to get a contract and play with the Royals, right? Yes, that is possible. That gets them in the door, right? It does. I, I want to point that out. I mean, again, you know, in the NHL, there's only 64 goaltending jobs. So then a lot of times there are good goalies in the AHL. And now in the last, I want to say it's even since Jonathan Quick that long ago that there's been some good goalies in the ECHL too, simply because there hasn't been a spot for them to play 40 games. And that's the only way they could play 40 games. So they sent them to the E. And, you know, and goalies understand that. Fans are the ones that seem to react worse to that, thinking, oh, he's sent to the ECHL, he must stink. But goalies are like, hey, they need nope. to play. They they recognize that they need to get games in. There's a certain amount of reps you have to have. So, you know, I do think you're right. As far as for Reading, that's a great point. As far as the camp overall, I'm just curious if it's going to be in a torts style of coaching huh. and, like, who's going to be running it day to day, right? That's a good question. Um, <clears throat> is Michael Connell going to be the guy running it? I would think maybe. Um, and I'm sure Shell will still work with the defenseman, but it's a short camp, right? It's mainly game right. stuff. So maybe like O'Connell does the on-ice stuff again today, tomorrow. tomorrow. We tape ahead, folks. It's my head. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but anyhow, I think that's, you know, I think we'll see some of O'Connell in there and O'Connell and Torts. You know, they're fairly similar. I don't think we're going to see a ton of torts only because to torts, most of these guys are too far away and he'll go watch them once this year, but you know what I mean? He's not going to think about them a lot. I would tend to agree with that. I also think it would be good to have Ian LaPerriere there because I think that yes. it's important for him to be closely attuned to what these guys are doing. Cause some of them could end up on his roster and, um, it's important for him to be heavily involved in, in the rookie camp process and maybe help decide who should stick around into main camp, you know? 
Yeah, I think I think he will be doing some of that. And I think that that makes a lot of sense because, again, he has something to prove. Last year was not mm-hmm. a good year. Lehigh Valley has to be better. They just have to be because if they're not better, it makes John Tortorella's job much, much harder. Because as an example, let's say the season starts and Torts already identifies in his mind eh, a couple trouble spots here where there could be some players that could come up and be available. Those players aren't doing well in Lehigh. Then Torts has to sort of like go with an alternative plan. It's better when you could have a feeder system. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll have a lot to talk about on Friday's show as we'll have a little bit of rookie camp to reflect on and we'll preview the two games for the weekend as well. Uh, We'll get to your mailbag questions coming up next. All right. We got a few good ones going into this week's mailbag and uh we got a question from Will related to Drew and the whole locker room presence thing that we were talking about. Um, he said that knowing at least a part of the issues in the room were caused by the former coaching staff, uh, is there a lingering effect that Drew will have that you know he wasn't an extremely vocal leader in the locker room? And do you think that will change now? Change for Giroux where he's going or change for the Flyers without Giroux? Change for the Flyers without right. Giroux. I don't think it'll matter. And that's not a slight to Claude Giroux. I just think that's John Tortorello, Tortorello will walk in and just say last year never happened. Like we don't care about last year. And he's part of last year. Yeah. And he so he's not going to talk about Claude Giroux. He's not. If someone breaks a record, maybe he'll say, hey, that was great. But other than that, he's not talking about him. And I don't blame him. He shouldn't because otherwise – He's bigger than all of this, you know, Giroux is, and you can't, you can't start off that way. So I don't think it'll have any impact. Yeah. Especially with how last season turned out and just kind of wanting to cut the cord with all of that. I think they'll try and, and leave that out of it. Of course, people are going to ask players about it like they did in the media availability, but I think that, you know, once camp really gets going, it's going to be kind of at put behind everybody. Now maybe his photo won't be in the lobby lobby, you know, when you walk in, <laughs> I get it. Um I still think his photos will be in the press box, I would hope. We'll, we'll see, I guess, see. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, next question. Who will surprise you the most in a good way this training camp? I'll go with Tyson Forrester. I think he'll um he'll put up enough of a fight that it will make it a hard decision to send him down. Because, you know, I've liked what I've seen him out of him since he's been healthy. And I liked what I saw out of him in the World Juniors. And so I feel like he's riding a pretty good wave right now. He does have that size, but he also has a great shot. It's not like the Flyers can't use another great shot. So I think it's going to be him. That is a good pick. I'm going to go with Ronnie Adderd. I think mm-hmm. that he kind of got a freebie at the end of last season. He did. To some extent. Uh, and that you know, he was putting in maybe a level of effort that the other guys around him weren't this time. It's going to be more of a level playing field. And I think he's going to really be ready for that and try to try to win. If not that seventh D spot, the first call ups position Mm -hmm. and be a top line or top pairing defenseman in Lehigh Valley. Next question. Besides Ryan Ellis, he is not on the list. Do you have any health concerns going into the season? 
I definitely do for Kevin Hayes. I'd like to see him play, I don't know, 20, 25 games without getting hurt. Uh, I have big concerns for Wade Allison just being able to, you know, stay healthy. I don't even know if you could, if he was worthy enough at a preseason to make the team, I don't know if Torts would let him make the team because he just hasn't been able to play enough games because, you know, you might have him up there two weeks and then all of a sudden you have to think about replacing him because he's hurt. So I think those are the two guys that I have the um, the biggest concern about. I, I unlike others, I'm not concerned about Sean Couturier in the least. I'm not either. And I think the way he talked about, you know, a little bit about the delays that he felt, I think it's just because he's a competitor and yes. wanted to get back faster. But it seemed like they were just taking their time and doing it right and clearing him to play when he was actually ready to play, which is something that has been an issue, which is why my answer to this question is my concern is the medical and training staff still overall, even though we have a new guy in charge and there are plans afoot, we haven't heard anything about those plans. And I just would like more information about it as that work is done. So that is kind of my overarching concern about injuries that happen in season. Like how are they going to be handled? My feeling is they'll get back to you on that, Rachel. <laughs> All right. One last question. If the Flyers go the A only route, uh, instead of naming a captain, who are they? Uh, Atkinson, uh, Couturier. It's interesting on defense how that's going to shake out now. Um, I'm going to say Atkinson, Couturier. I'm going to say Ristolainen as the dark horse here. And Interesting. Yeah, because if he could play towards his style, I think that could really work. And we'll say Hayes. So those will be those will be my choices. I think Provy gets an A. I don't know. It depends. Which Provy are we going to get? Well, that is a good question. He's bitching and moaning. He's not getting an A. That is true. That is absolutely true. It just feels like that's the pattern, but maybe the pattern's breaking this year, which works. Right, right. Expect the unexpected see. with Torts, trust me. This is like Big Brother with Julie Chen. Expect the unexpected. <laughs> I haven't watched enough Big Brother to know. So. <laughs> All right. Wrapping up with our Flyers fun thing. I'm always a huge fan of when they paint the ice fresh each oh, year. Yeah. It just looks so pristine and clean. And I love like the process and the layers of the ice. And so I'm always a sucker for a good uh, new ice video, which they put out. Yeah. New ice is just, I, it's hard to explain. I even love the smell of it. Like if you go into a place that has just laid it down and I don't know how to say this nicely, but people haven't been around to, you know, change the atmosphere there. It's an amazing thing. I love it. I just love the whole start of it. Me too. All right. That will do it for today's show. We'll be back again on Friday. Like I said, we're going to preview the two rookie games against the New York Rangers kids. And we'll give a report on rookie camp so far. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So if you've got mailbag questions that you want us to answer on the show, send them in. You can tweet us at LockedOnFlyers. You can email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com, or you can comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. 
You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. You can stay up to date on everything in the hockey world with Locked On NHL, your daily NHL podcast. Have a great day.